and welcome back to The World As We Know It. I'm your host, Austin Taro, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of This Week, dealing with pop culture and current events. Today, we are going to get into the brand new Ratchet & Clank game, more Witchers, and more about the historic day of Juneteenth. Our first topic is definitely one of the childhood games that every kid had a little space in their heart for. Ratchet & Clank is a gaming franchise that has been around for years. The first one came out in 2002. The two main characters are Ratchet, a big-eared and fluffy-tailed humanoid creature called a Lumbax, and Clank, a little green-eyed silver robot that travels with Ratchet on his back to distant planets to save the universe. The franchise started with a spaceship crash landing on Ratchet's home planet while he was fixing his own spaceship. At the crash site, players are introduced to a silver robot that looks to be in a sleep mode, laying on the ground. The story cuts to Ratchet fixing his spaceship and a little clank propped up asleep, waking up, walking up right behind him, and saying, interesting, you're quite handy with your wrench. That little encounter was the first step to forming an adventure-filled duo, some of the games that are part of this franchise that had the best reviews and popularity are Ratchet and Clank, A Crack in Time, the remastered Ratchet and Clank, Souls of Destruction, Going Commando, and Up Your Arsenal. But let's talk about the newest addition to this franchise, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Dropping this fall, the new Ratchet and Clank is going to be part of the sequel to the third person adventure from the 2016 game. Based on the trailer that dropped last week, Rift Apart maintains some of the original aspects that came from the classic Ratchet and Clank series, but one new major detail that seems to be a lot of interest is dimensional rifts. Collapsing dimensions and time travel look like they're going to be a big part of the game when it comes to the dynamic duo fighting off a familiar villain, Dr. Nefarious. With this new challenge comes new tools, like the Rift Tether which allows Ratchet to grapple onto rifts throughout the game and use them to everything from teleporting around the map to flanking his enemies or just move around instantaneously. A couple of new weapons in Ratchet's arsenal are the Burst Pistol, Shatter Bombs, a shotgun-like enforcer, and a weird-looking gun called the Tiapri Sprinkler. But what's really mind-boggling from the trailer is a new mysterious time-traveling female Lombax that Clank runs into at the end when he gets separated from Ratchet. So all of this information has given everybody a new way of looking at this new game, especially on the new next generation system as well. Seeing Ratchet in action again gave me so many memories back when I played those first few games as a little kid when they came out. When I played the franchise as a kid, I would play the campaigns all the time especially on Deadlock, since I love the robot sidekicks you got throughout the game. It was a great combination of adventure and sci-fi that got me into the intense story that was made. Between different worlds, spaceships, weapons, robots, and other kinds of technologies that are being created, it gives me a great new experience. It almost feels like watching Star Wars. But the big question is, will this blast from the past succeed when it's released? The game developers in Somanac have made some successful titles in recent years, like their 2018 Spider-Man game that won 37 out of 47 nominations in the E3 Awards, including Game of the Year. That's impressive in my opinion. <laughs> and despite not grabbing any rewards, Ratchet and Clank 
has a pretty good track record with the 2016 game receiving an 85% on Metacritic. And with the game being released during the holiday season, the same time the PlayStation 5 is coming out too, it might just be enough to hit it out of the park. Let's pivot from video games to binge-worthy shows that has a lot of fans buzzing with excitement over some new details about the next Witcher season. The most award-winning game, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, was the game that won over 251 awards, including the Game of the Year award. From book to game to Netflix, The Witcher franchise has only become even more popular after the release of its first season. Possibly because Henry Cavill is playing as the Witcher in the show. <laughs> so what is The Witcher about? Geralt of Rivia is a weathered mutant monster hunter, otherwise known as a Witcher, in a universe plagued by beasts and magic users of every shape and size. By the power of his own magic and his mutation, he can live well past 100 years old. He spends his lengthy lifetime of wandering around the nation, picking up jobs to slaying various creatures to make decent coin. His gallivanting coincides with the Nilfgaardian War being waged between the Northern Kingdoms and the Nilfgaardian Empire. But he's not the only major character or timeline. The show involves three different but intertwined timelines bringing together three major characters. The second timeline follows Ciri, Princess of Sintra and granddaughter of Calanthe, the Lioness of Sintra. The third follows Jennifer and her journey from a deformed commoner to a powerful and feared sorceress. These two characters have a huge impact on Geralt's life, with the three timelines accumulating at the end of the first season. So what's in store for season two? As most of you know, The Witcher season two has come to a halt due to the coronavirus pandemic and would have came out later in 2020. But now the rumors have pushed the release date to the beginning of next year. But we've received some updates and some promising new information that the creators of the show are going to introduce other Witchers that were talked about in the books and the games. The first Witcher on the list is Lambert, the youngest to survive the rigorous training at Kaer Morin, as well as the last to be trained there. In the video games and books, Lambert is known for being impatient and having an attitude, so it'll be exciting to see him being him. <laughs> he shows up in three of the books, Time of the Contempt, The Tower of the Shallow, and The Lady of the Lake. Lambert also appeared in three of the Witcher games, The Price of Neutrality, The Witcher 2 Assassins of Kings, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Lambert will be betrayed by Paul Billion, best known for starring in Peaky Blinders as Billy Kitchen. The second Witcher to be mentioned is Eskel, one of Vesemir's apprentices at the Kaer Morhen. Though not as famous as Geralt, he did become well-known for being professional and reliable. With a kind and relaxed disposition, Eskel has also a past and actually grew up with Geralt. They're basically like brothers. He appeared in all of the Witcher video games in the two Witcher books, the Last Wish, and the Blood Elves. Cohen is the third Witcher on our list today, another young Witcher from Kaer Morin, who spent most of the winter there when Ciri was also in the keep. Under their shared roof, he taught Ciri how to sword fight, and the two quickly bonded. Not a lot of his history is known since he only appeared in the Blood Elves book and in the Witcher video game, but he does have scars from the various childhood disease. 
Cohen will be played by Yasan Ator, who's known for Mission Impossible Rogue Nation and will appear in another Netflix series, Young Wallander. The last of the new Witchers is an important one, since he is not only the mentor of all of the Witchers in Kaer Morin, but he also is a father figure to Geralt, Vesemir. Fans were actually teased with this character in the first season of the show when Geralt relives the moment his mother abandoned him and hears a voice saying, Geralt, I've been waiting for you, which causes him to call his mentor's name. Vesemir is the most experienced witcher in the entire Kaer Morin keep. In the books, he was introduced in The Last Wish and has been in every video game of the Witcher franchise. Vesemir will be played by Kim Bodnia, who is best known for his role in The Bridge and in Killing Eve. When I first saw the show, I'll be honest and say I did not like it too much. It was too confusing with all the timelines and all the things happening at once. But over time when I started to watch more, the swordplay, magic wielding, and storyline really pulled me in. After the third episode, I was ready to get into the video games and books and see what else the franchise had in store. But switching from fiction to fact, I want to touch on a recent event that passed a couple days ago, the final freedom of the slaves in the 1860s, otherwise known as Juneteenth. So what is Juneteenth exactly? This is a nationally celebrated commemoration for the abolition of slavery in the United States nearly 200 years ago, but there's actually a lot that people don't know. So let's dive into the history. On January 1st, 1863, during the American Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, which declared all of the slaves in the Confederate States to be free. This is pretty standard American history, but the thing is, some states did not get the news. It wasn't until 1865, at the end of the American Civil War, that the decree reached Texas, which meant about two and a half years of continued slavery. It wasn't until Major General Gordon Granger of his Union troops arrived in Galveston, Texas, that the word arrived, the war was over, and the enslaved were now free. He read, The people of Texas are informed that in accordance with the proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of rights and even rights of property between former masters and slaves and the connection heretofore existing between them because that between employer and higher labor. As you can imagine that most of the people in Galveston did not take this easily, most even left in the middle. Some slave masters actually kept it a secret for slaves to keep working during harvesting season. The reason the emancipation wasn't lawfully enforced in the state was because of the minimal amount of Union soldiers in the state of Texas. But after adding more Union forces, it became a time of rejoicing for the freed slaves who went out in search of their family members to reunite and give them the great news. Soon after, there was a feast, festival, and huge celebration that were taking to the streets all over the nation. Some of the most popular activities for Juneteenth as of today are rodeos, fishing, barbecuing, and baseball. American pastimes. But more importantly, this is a time of awareness during which we need to focus and redirect education to the paramount importance of that historic day. There was still a ton of resistance by basically barring the use of some properties for the festivals that were taking place. And in some occasions, most of the festivals would get halted and disbanded because of some white landowners that were demanding their laborers return to work. 
You want to hear something pretty funny? Slaves wore ragged garments as a sign that they were slaves. But after the Emancipation Proclamation, all the slaves threw those in the river and creeks and actually took the clothes of their former plantation masters. So how big does this impact us and how do other people view it? Well, for starters, Juneteenth has a lot of means for being a good and bad system of what it is as it makes the United States today. I mean, let's go back all the way to the 1940s to 1960s with the movement known as the Civil Rights. This was a huge part of the American history for the African-American people as they were treated with such discrimination and hate throughout those years. We all know the stories of the horrors from these events, with the segregation involved in the black and white water fountains, bathrooms, classrooms, buses, churches, and even diners. It was a sick thing to do and outright unjust, but by the help of the black community, they gained those equal rights by the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which was signed by Lyndon B. Johnson, and the act stated that there would be no discrimination in public spaces, which were integrated in schools and public facilities too, and no employment discrimination as well. So you see, most of the, of the discrimination and the equal rights didn't even happen all the way into the 1970s. And now the problems just keep happening and getting worse. The police are still involved in the discrimination with reports of shooting at African-American people for little petty crimes. And in today's United States, there is opposition and resistance to finding inequality and it comes mostly from the white supremacy and politics and police officers, as well as other random people on social media that keep on posting racial comments about African-American people, pictures, and even videos too. Since it already passed, I can't give you advice on it now, but I can give you advice on it to prepare for next year's Juneteenth. To show support, you can do these things. Post pictures about it on social media, go to friends' outdoor cookouts celebrating it, if there's a parade or festival about it, go to those. Those are a lot of fun. They have activities there for them, and they have a bunch of support you can show. There are also multiple donation sites as well you can go to. Check them out and donate what you can. As little as $1 to $100, you can make a difference. So go ahead and serve some support. It is for a great part of history that should never be forgotten. Well, everyone, thank you for joining me for another episode on The World As We Know It. If you guys want to join my community, please go ahead and check out my Facebook page titled The World As We Know It. And for more updates on the show, you can go ahead and follow me on my Instagram, Austin underscore underscore tarot. I upload my episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, as well as my website on Podbean. So go ahead and check that out as well. And as a special note... I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening and for keeping this far with me. It has been a blast doing these, and I am so glad that I can give you guys a lot of entertainment. All right, guys. Thank you, everyone. I'll talk to you next week. And as always, have a great day. Bye.